Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And on today's very special episode, The Culture of Truth, with special guest Mark McInerney, CEO of Codemark Financial in Houston, Texas. Welcome to the show, Mark. Good to see you, BQ. You too, man. This is awesome. It's like such a treat to have you here. Um, Mark and I go way back. I say way back. It feels like a million years. Time warp. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a time warp. We met in inside of the Wake Up Warrior movement, going through our own journeys inside of that. And along our common path, we intersected and uh, have become brothers and friends and, uh, and family. And um, he's here in town. And I said, if you're here in town, you're coming on the podcast, man. The end. So he, and he was staying at my house, so he had no choice. I, I had no choice. <laughs> but uh, you know, this this podcast has always been around this framework of how do you operate in the business of sales, or really any business. Really, business you know, salesman is really just a, a mini CEO of his own business. That's why we get into sales. Right. We want to go be able to control our own destiny to that extent. But how do we do that without sacrificing everything? Agreed. And. I know I know your story well and where you were. Yep. Um, and we have very similar story arcs of yes. being in this place of darkness and our priorities flipped upside down and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. then coming out of that. And I just wondered if you wouldn't mind sharing some of your, you know, sure. give it give the audience your background, share the story. Um, and uh yeah, just 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 share what you want to share. Just go. So and thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, man. It's, it's uh, awesome. This is this is good stuff. Um, so as your listeners know, um, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, this this practice of core four, right? And having essentially a baseline of um of new forms of being able to condition ourselves or even recondition ourselves. And you know, what's what's hard for I think a lot of people to understand is, you know. In any in any context, when somebody's looking to find seek change, is like, how do you do it? You know, and how do you find this change? And I think everybody uh, tries to leverage energy from New Year's resolutions and things like that, and saying, "Hey, I'm going to kind of make this happen." And yet, nothing particularly happens because the people that we are is so ingrained in ourselves from kind of poor conditioning that we don't know how to go about any level of change moving forward. And I was just like anybody else, you know, you talk about sales. The fact of the matter is, is we're all selling at some level, whether you're selling a product, in most cases, we're, we're really selling at some form personality, right? And your personality either has, you know, kind of a good energy about it, uh, a, a bad energy about it, a comical energy about it, whatever, like this is kind of what we call our personality, right? And so at some level, you're, you're selling to your family, you're selling to your friends, you're selling to your colleagues, and even at a, a much deeper level, you're selling to yourself. And it doesn't take long for us to be convinced that a little bit of the bullshit we feed ourselves, like we start consuming the lie, yeah. right? And that's, you know, that's kind of what Wake Up Warrior, I think, you know, woke us all up, was making us realize that we were lying. And it's not the kind of lie, I think, that a lot of people say, like, uh, did you do this? No, I didn't. And it's like the kind of very blatant lie. It's the conditioning of telling ourselves, like, hey, I'm okay. This is all right. You know, I'm working hard and I'm doing it for these reasons. The, the 
pre-qualifying of justifying um, not operating at higher levels to basically suggest that everything is okay the way that things are looking, except for the fact that at a deep, deeper core level, we, we feel very imbalanced, right? Yeah. So much like everybody has their own story, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm no different than many people, you know, Americans, others living around the world, you know, we get very conditioned by our societies and our environments and our cultures. And uh, it's very hard to recognize who we really and truly are. And uh, Wake Up Warrior basically gave us all a framework to be able to go in and start chipping away in small doses to start really making those long lasting changes, right? So I, I've been self-employed, I've been an entrepreneur, you know, run this mortgage company now for going on nearly 13 years and uh, had a lot of stories associated with it, right? I was, first of all, I was a single individual going into the game of real estate and mortgages and, you know, all of the trappings that came from, you know, sponsoring happy hours and going to, you know, networking events and things like that. Young professionals, attractive professionals, I mean, you name it, you know, all of the distractions that could potentially be there uh, that would afford uh, opportunities to make bad decisions, right? Yes. But yet you make the bad decisions and you know, when there's, there's no accountability, you kind of give yourself uh, the, 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 the okay, like, hey, this is okay, this is okay. Uh, I had a story, I think like a lot of guys do, I was like, well, I'll change when I get married. And I got married and I found it very difficult to change because I thought, you know, that's going to be, you know, kind of the, the, the pivot. Um, the thing is, is that I'd been operating as a certain person for so long that marriage is not going to be the thing that just kind of wakes you up as much as we want to say that we do, or the term is, you know, you're settling down. Yeah, it's like you're settling down, but you're still the old version of who you are, right? Or you're still that current version. Then when that didn't work, um, I was like, kids, kids, kids will fix this. Kids will certainly fix this because then I have to be, you know, um, less selfish, except for the fact that also didn't change. And I got, I, I was essentially operating on a code or lack thereof, a very um, basic binary code, you know, of just a one and a zero. And I was operating more as a zero and less as a one, mm. you know, and um, to find out, you know, almost four years into a marriage, you know, um, you know, losing a child, um, heavy drinking, um, excessive working as well, and just finding that these were the only ways that I felt were the way to operate and not having any other tools. Um, I mean, I, I just found myself in a really dark place, man. So if you zoom back, say four years, three and a half, four years ago, what were you selling yourself then? The story and the pitch, the pitch that I bought was um, I was providing and I used that as the excuse to give myself a tremendous amount of entitlement that I deserved certain things that I was doing yeah. and that it was okay. It was okay to be staying out late because it was at a networking event. Hey, babe, look, I mean, you know, you want me to grow the business? This is what it looks like. Um, the golf outings, you know, spending, you know, an 18, you know, round of golf is four hours. But, you know, then there's the 19th hole. And if any of your listeners are golfers, they know what that is. And, oh, man, I can't tell you how, how many times I was on the 18th hole 
and my wife would be calling and I'm like, oh, babe, you should see it today. It's really backed up. We're only on hole 12. Right. You know, buying more time, more excuses. There's the simple lies. And yet I was around guys that, although it was comical, it was acceptable. You know, and again, it's kind of like the lack of accountability because it was, we were all taking turns making the same phone call. It's a collusion. It was, right? So, and you know, when you have that type of, those types of surroundings, it's hard to, it's hard to distinguish the truth. And as you've got this one uh, titled, your culture of truth, because at, at a very base level, and I mean at a very low energetic level, that was what was true to not only myself, but to the other cohorts that, you know, subscribe to it. Yeah. And we, we encouraged it, whether it was subconsciously or consciously. I mean, you know, none of us ever really admitted what we were really feeling about this. And we knew what we were doing is wrong because even at, we were all like, man, she's not gonna, you know, like I'm gonna be in trouble when we get home kind of thing, right? Yeah. But you still, you're still incredibly dismissive and arguably disrespectful, you know, to um, what is a bit more divine. But I didn't know what the word divine meant. You know, it was just a word, it was just a term. And quite frankly, the separation, you know, as I said, speaking in terms of vibration and being at a very low vibration then, divinity was just, uh, it was a big holy word that, you know, I heard every now and then thrown around at a Sunday sermon when I'd be in there hungover, Yeah, you know? So, so. You, so you're so you're operating in this place on one side where you've got this this uh, framework that says as long as I can justify that I'm doing it for my family, it's okay. Yeah. Whether that be the 19th hole, whether it be staying out late, whether it be drinking with the what whatever you know, whatever whatever activity, as long as it could come into a framework of I'm doing this to support the family, it gets a green light. Yeah. And then on the other side of this, you're also finding that. Um, d from a purpose or divinity divinity connection, it's just a, there's not even a signal there. No, you, right? You, you know, you, maybe there's some, you know, maybe some awareness, but it's but it's there's no there's no signal coming through that level of haze, and that lying yeah. has also become the standard. Correct. Yeah, it makes it, it, it and it, to where the lying is. Um, is the truth you know that it was you know i was so self-convinced and again that's where i said you know at the beginning um at some level we're all selling and the thing is is that you know we can we can very easily sell ourselves on a line of shit and i remember hearing it once uh from a guy inside a warrior saying you know um feeding ourselves a line of bullshit and you know telling ourselves that it's food yeah. you know and that was that was definitely that was definitely my premise and it was my MO. And quite frankly, I didn't even really know any different because I just, it just seemed, it just seemed like that's what my reality looked like. And it did, that's what I was manifesting. I was participating in a, in a, in a role that this was, this was all normal. Right, so you're going down this path where lies have become truth. Um, you've lost a connection or you never had this, or you, you just, there's no connection to the, to, to, to God and, and, and that signal. And everyone around you is in the same matrix. Right. So what happened? Because you're in this place and right now there's so many people, I mean, we look around, right. And it's like, you can see them 
In fact, we're, we're across the street from a golf course and you can see you know, some of the guys <laughs> that that's what they're going to do today. Um, is that's exactly what they're going to do is to the 19th hole. And they're not, there's, 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 you can see that throughout the entire world, you look at the news, you look at what people are thinking about this, the, the framework of lies overlays everything. But you were going along, you were going along, and then something happened. What, what was the catalyst for you? So I won't make it long. I'll give kind of um, a little of a background, and you'll just have to catch this in pieces. But um, things were already burning down around me. Um, my wife and I were openly discussing divorce. Yeah. I mean, it was just a topic of conversation. Um, you know, she met me as a, uh, as a heavy drinker. Um, I gave myself excuses. Oh, well, I'm half Irish. I'm half Latino. Like it's part of the culture. You know, it's in my DNA again, more permission. This right. is okay. Then I'm grinding out, building a business, you know, putting up half million dollar numbers. And it's like, well, I deserve this. Right. You know, it's like, look, you're, we've got the house. We've got, we've got, we've got things, you know, which have no value, but I was placing false value on, um, uh, again, inside of my business, I was dangerously close, flirting figuratively and literally on the line of, you know, what was um, moral and not moral with colleagues, you know, female colleagues in the business. And, you know, my wife catching wind of that, um, uh, uh, losing a daughter and then, um, and, you know, and meaning losing her, you know, birth and she didn't make it. And then just having that emotional and spiritual, you know, kind of rock dropped inside of an already um, uneasy, you know, body of water that was our relationship. And then another baby coming. And I mean, it was just, it was an absolute mess. Yeah. And coincidentally enough, using the concept or the, the story of golf, it was literally a golf outing that went bad. Uh, that was the catalyst. Um, what happened? I was, so it, it, what happened was I woke up one morning on the floor of my kid's playroom and it was, uh, I honestly, I can't even tell you what time I recall. It was maybe six thirty, seven o'clock and my little girl comes in there and she kind of wakes me up and there I am just, if you can visualize as, as debaucherous looking like something out of a, a movie, you know, like yeah. drool out my face. I'm on the carpet, you know, there's dolls. I mean, it's just, it's. It's ridiculous, you yeah. know, embarrassing even. And she's like, daddy, daddy, daddy. And I kind of come to and I'm like, oh man, what? You know, and I had to immediately kind of spring to action. Like it was like, hey baby and good morning and all the rest of it. Of course I knew my wife was not going to, uh, it wasn't going to be that easy. Mm -hmm. And this is what interesting, it's outside of even, you know, like, looking to manipulate situations but even the 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 hold that alcohol has in really um chemically changing the way one tries to manipulate the truth and i knew in that moment i was like you know what this is not going to look good because i didn't make it home until four or five o'clock in that morning and i basically am awoken two hours i'm i'm drunk yeah. still 
and I'm woken by my daughter. And of course, my wife knows that I didn't make it home. And of course, she knows that I didn't make it into bed. And then it's, of course, she also recognizes the embarrassing moment that our daughter finds me in here. And uh, we already have another child at this point, too. So she's kind of up with the baby and probably had been up all night worried about me anyway, right? And then also disgusted and and all of the stories that should have and could have been playing through her head like, yeah, I'm out. This is, I'm not doing this. And I had the gall. I had to go, the gall to create a scene to make it look like I was upset at the fact that she was upset because of how despicable I had basically shown up. Mm. And it was the, and, and I say the gall, I mean the absolute audacity to, to create absolutely something out of nothing. Yeah. But as a distraction. It's a distraction, yeah. It's like, you know what? I am going to be big and loud and, 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 and violent and, and, you know, just, and by violence, meaning, you know, like kind of swearing and just getting, you know, like energetically, I am going to smother the frame here with, you know, again, looking for an excuse to say that all of this was okay. Like, remember, you know, this house is because of me, this house, you know, all this other stuff as, as if mother being a mother is, you know, worth nothing. Right. You know, like I'm, yeah, I'm discounting all of that and, and, and believing that I deserve. Um, and I, I took it too far. And I even remember looking back on it now, even being present enough, even though I was, um, you know, shaking off. Well, there was no hangover. Like I said, I had barely just stopped drinking a couple of hours ago before I was uh, barely awoken by my daughter. And I remember thinking, I'm, I'm just going to keep doing this. Like I, there was this, essentially, you know, an evil voice, if you will. There's a part of an ego. It's the ego is basically what's trying to like, yeah, keep going. This is good. Like, you know, like egging on the situation because of not being, not having scruples to be able to make right decisions. I'm seeing myself like, okay, so, you know, get loud here and then throw this and then this and then this. And her iPhone was on the kitchen counter and I picked it up and I just I smashed it like back down on the counter like yeah. it, it was the it was kind of like the hand it was it wasn't going to be enough to just use the hand and kind of like you know bang the counter like you know damn it i deserve this i knew that by having something physically break and you know like this this the theatrics it, it was all theatrics man it was all theatrics that this was going to be the punctuation and it was the punctuation it was the punctuation to like and i'm done you know done here and it was it the equivalent of Again, seeing a dramatic movie and someone slams the door and walks out. That was my slamming of the door. And it was as I walked back into the, our bedroom from the kitchen, um, it was, there was a massive, like, what the fuck was that? Like, I mean, wow. I mean, this is who you are? Like, this is who, like, how did, how did you get here, yeah. right? And... It, it was, it, as, as timing is so poetically beautiful, um, I mean, we are literally on the outs. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm surprised, had it not been the weekend, that you know my wife would have served me with some divorce papers there, yeah, right? Sure. Um, and that's where Wake Up Warrior came about. You know, and I remember, you know, falling through essentially the funnel, you know, the, the, the marketing, uh, pieces. And, uh, I was, I, I don't even know how the hell my wife let me in into our bedroom that night. Yeah. 
but I was, I was in the bed and I was, had my laptop as I normally do, usually with my headphones on. And, you know, I can see her looking over, um, you know, through her peripheral, um, like what, what am I looking at? And I'm watching these videos Yeah. and the videos of course spoke to me as they do, you know, thousands of men. And, um, there was, there was kind of the, the connect. And, um, as I went through everything and even, you know, down to where, you know, the, the commitment was, are you in and the price I told my wife, you know, I'm going to do this. And honestly, she didn't give a shit, you know, cause it's not a, it's not a, it's not a cheap, yeah. um, uh, purchase, especially when you look at it and you're like, Hey, that's a, that's a vacation, you know, with the two of us and all that. She was like, whatever Whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. And you know, what was interesting this was also, this is a bit, um, you know, as I've done now years of work, you know, like that was, that was, yeah. that was what kind start. of like yeah. broke the shell of the man that I was. And then, you know, started becoming somebody. But as I was watching the videos, um, what, what I saw was there was a lot of the, um, the physical components, you know, from it. And it looked so tough and, um, uh, frightening that I, I was, I thought I deserved that level of punishment. Yeah. You know, that's what I saw was like, I need, I need, you know, the amount of pain and abuse, you know, that I've kind of inflicted around me. Um, like I, 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 somebody needs to kick my ass, yeah. you know, and it looks so hard and painful that that was kind of, um, that's really what drew me. I had no idea the real gifts that kind of came from sure. the experience. So, so if I, if I can just mark one observation here, <clears throat> because your story is, is, and I mean, we've known each other for a long time, but right. I never, we've never talked about that moment, the moment, yeah, the slamming of the phone. That's the first time I've heard that story. Yeah. And your daughter coming in. Yep. And my story with Perry, having her feet put in cast and she's crying. My wife's crying. I come in, I'm trying to same thing, yell at them. And something I'm observing here. And this is, and this is not the first one. And we've had other people on the podcast, including uh, Derek Keller. It's a very similar story yep. that a child, our children, a child was the messenger. Yeah. That brought that, that brought that situation about. Sure. And isn't it interesting how God uses our children to send us messages? Yeah, for sure. And we have an option at that moment to either listen to it or not. And I don't know how many times prior to that moment I had maybe gotten a message and I just couldn't hear it. Yep. And how many times it got to a point where it was like, you're going to hear this one. Yeah. And I distinctly remember, I mean, it was the same. It was, it's so similar. It was my daughter. Your daughter was there. Mm -hmm. It was the catalyst wakes, it wakes you up. Your daughter literally woke you up. Yeah. Literally woke you up. Yeah. How about that? And then fast forward, it's this whole show. Yep. And then there's the question, this other voice, this one voice is saying, make a big, make a big thing of it. You deserve this. You were trying to do this for the family. You're justified. Yep. And yet then in that moment, there's another little voice that goes, who the fuck are you? Yeah. And thank God for that voice. Yeah, for sure. And thank God for the grace that we had like 
we were given the ability to just step into that. Yeah. And there could have been a million channels of how that played out. Right. But there's something about this that I think, especially as men, that we must realize is that our, like one of my greatest gifts out of my experience has been the reframe of the family from they are not my responsibility, but they are my gift. Right. Message I got from God on this was, hey, I don't need you. I can take care of your family. Right. I gave them to you as a gift so you could hear me in greater capacity if you choose to. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I see it over and over and again. And this is one of the yet another example where he just stepped in and was like, yep. And so that created an inflection point and you started down this path and years now of work, like three and a half, four years. Right. Right. Yep. So now as you think about where you're sitting today with your wife and your children and your business, yep. Like, What's different, man? (laughs) (laughs) Not much, no. (laughs) Like absolutely everything. The the thing that I I think and I think is important to really, really emphasize here, especially to the one person that just catches what I'm about to say, is that change is inevitable. It's just a question of how 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 conscious you want to be about it and it's it's sad as human beings we kind of come here um with this tremendous amount of amnesia you know like we don't even really know how we arrived like nobody you can't really recall how you were born you just and even as you get older whatever your first memory is kind of slowly even starts you know maybe it was 10 you know and then when you're 80 you're like oh i remember when i was 20 you can't even go back so far and our environments um, have an incredible amount of imposition on forming us. And I will say for a man, you know, it's not, it's not really talked about on how difficult it is to be a man. Hmm. Now, that's not, that's not to give men any excuse in terms of leaning on that as a crutch to feel like victimized the role of the man is to be incredibly static not not so stoic but yet there's elements that were supposed to be tough but tough doesn't have to be hard and cold and um tough in a lot of cases i like to think is more steadfast more resolute and standing for something and not just wavering for anything. Um, but it has taken me years to, to, to discover that. And, and I'm very grateful that the evolution like continues. There was never kind of an, an arriving. And that was also kind of a, a lie in a story that I believed. Like there was this, although looking back on it now, sharing this with you here on your podcast, like there, that was kind of the, shot you know heard around the world type of thing but i didn't see it then i wasn't like you know what that's it i broke the phone like starting tomorrow or like the very minute later like i'm in i'm core four i'm one thing four key like I, i i knew nothing and it's important um that men specifically learn to um 
handled themselves with a tremendous amount of grace. That um, the love that we want, we have to be able to give to ourselves first. And I think as much of what whatever people want to follow in terms of uh, scripture and understanding things, but you know, here in the United States, well, around the world too, you know, speaking of the Bible, that it's, a, it's an element of forgiveness, that you have to be able to forgive yourself for um, the wrongdoings that you've done. Um, and if you really look at it scientifically, you know, like there is no other moment than now. There is no future and there's no past. You're kind of like constantly moving and evolving in the forever now. So it's very heavy to just continue to carry the past, yeah. you know, with shame and guilt with you that energetically affects the way that you're operating in the very moment. And in most cases, if not all cases, creates a tremendous amount of fear and anxiety about tomorrow of which you kind of have no control over the literal thing that you only have control over is like what you're doing in the very moment and it's doing the right thing more often in the moment so that tomorrow gets better but it takes it takes a tremendous amount of discipline commitment grace and fortitude to just say you know what this is what it looks like to be a man and that it's a man that you are comfortable with that when you look in the mirror, you're not asking yourself those questions like, what the fuck? You know, what was that bullshit that I just did? You're kind of like, I'm getting better, I'm doing better, and eventually the reality around you changes to that. And that's what we got for you today, my friends. This is the end of this episode. Come back tomorrow for the next episode as we continue the conversation with Mark McInerney of Codemark Financial in a conversation about culture and policy of truth.